0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: I'm Stacy Westfall,
0: and I'm Glenn the Geek, and you're listening to the dressage radio show, The Western Dressage Episode. Hi Stacy.
1: Hi, thanks for joining me.
0: Well, it's fun to be back with you again. It's been a little while. And we're doing this cuz it's the holidays.
1: That's right. It's a holiday celebration, and I was super glad we could connect because I've collected all these um, voicemails that I'm kind of excited about sharing, and I think it would be fun to have you listen to some of them.
0: Oh, that'd be great, and it's, uh, um, I am excited to thank you also for being part of this show for, the, for this year, for part of this year anyway, and for bringing the Western dressage. It's so cool.
1: It has been. It's been, I've been, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for saying that. But it's been, it's been really nice, because it's, it's actually allowed me to connect with a lot of the different judges and um, trainers in the industry to interview them for the show. And that's been fun to have a deadline for that. Because I think it's one of those things where I have intentions of reaching out and connecting more. But of all years, we would know this has been one of those years that if you didn't do it digitally, it wasn't going to accidentally happen at Merry Many Horse shows. So, thank you for allowing me that opportunity.
0: Well, I know that's where you count on meeting people a lot of times that you don't see. That's where we would meet when we didn't see each other for a long time is at a show somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's when we'd exactly. see each other. Now, even then, we'd have to make it a point okay, I'll meet you over here by the bathroom at two mm-hmm. o'clock
1: and now that looks like a zoom call yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> by the bathroom at two o'clock
1: that's right <laughs>
0: So, Merry Christmas to all the listeners of the Dressage Show and the Western Dressage episode. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of you. Uh, there'll be a show next week, but it'll be a recorded show, pre-recorded show. Reese and Phillip did their three for this month, but there's five weeks in this month, so we always take the week between Christmas and New Year's off here at the Horse Radio Network. And then uh, Reese and Philip will be back at the beginning of January, so you can look for them then for a brand new episode. Reese, of course, coming from Wellington. Did you mm-hmm. ever go to Wellington?
1: I have not been yet. That's why I was kind of like saying I need to follow Reese sometime. You do to need to go
0: down there sometime. It's an experience <laughs> that everybody yeah. should have to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different vibe down there. And, of course, you'll be coming down to visit me soon because you'll have to be going to the World of Questions Center for something.
1: You know, um, that's fun that you say that because um, maybe my smartphone is tracking me because I talked about that yesterday and it popped up on my recommended YouTube list eerie but anyway I definitely
0: everything you say
1: yeah, yeah. I, I saw one of the video tours of the world equestrian Center
0: wow it's, it's an incredible we went last week and uh walked around and checked it out and of course we see it all the time because we drive by it every every time we go to town mm-hmm. and it's right on our way to ocala um but it's incredible it's just it it this will be the nicest equestrian center in the world no question
1: <laughs> yeah I mean it's Huge. I mean, they they show you these arenas and then they're like, and then there's more and then there's more and then there's more and then there's and it's not like a little more. It's amazing.
0: The conference centers are enormous and there's five of them hmm They're like 100,000 square feet, and there's five of them. I don't know what the hell they're going to put in there. But, <laughs> but let's get to today's show. Uh, and we're, right after we hear from our title sponsor at Owl Manor, we're going to introduce some interviews that you did, right? And th- there's a theme today. What was the theme?
1: The theme, you know, the first half of it was actually my – I was talking to Diny, who's generally on the podcast with me, And she was telling me about the wonderful feedback they had from the world show and some of the stories and how they were making her cry. And then I got to listen to them. And yes, so that's what we have coming up is the happy, inspiring stories that make you want to cry, kind of. (laughs) And then the second half, I actually went on and asked WDAA members if um, if the WDAA had had a positive impact on you this year, would you leave a message? And those were really fun to listen to also.
0: All right. We're going to get to that right after Al Manor. We would like to welcome ProStride for the Dressage Radio Show, including the Western Dressage episode. ProStride is the all-natural solution for lameness. It uses the power of your horse's own blood to relieve pain, reduce inflammation, and improve mobility to keep them sound. ProStride can be completed stall-side by your veterinarian in just 20 minutes with no need for trailering. ProStride is backed by years of science and success stories. Olympians to pleasure riders, trainers, horse owners, and their veterinarians trust the improved performance and lasting results reported with a single injection. No series, no daily supplements, and no monthly regimen. When every stride counts, demand the difference they deserve. Ask your veterinarian about ProStride. Learn more at pro-stride.com. That's pro-stride.com.
1: Okay, Glenn, you've recorded way more podcasts than I do. But what I did here was I had people calling in and meeting me on Zoom. And I started this Zoom call with a 76-year-old lady who competed at the World Show. And I want you to listen to just the first few seconds. When I say hello to her and her come back, I want to know if this would make the top 10 list of of replies. Okay, here we go. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes,
2: this is Joanne. Hi, Joanne. This is Stacy Westfall. How are you? I could be richer, but no better looking. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's pretty good, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that. I like that. One. <laughs> <I'll> steal that.
1: <laughs> this is how my, <laughs> this is how my zoom calls went. It was so fun to connect. And, and again, this is one of those things where, yeah, isn't that what we love about being around horse people and about being around. And yeah, I mean, that was just perfect. Like 76 years old and you'll listen to her, um, a little bit further down, it, it, but you know, has stopped riding at 70, started riding again at 76 and competed in the online Western dressage world show this year. And Good needless to her. say, she has a sense of humor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but first up we have, uh, who do we have first?
1: We have Laura and, um, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. What's your guess? You're better with this. Laura? No, I'm not. Gordonier. Gordonier. Okay. So I came through as an email that she sent in to um, Diney, and she has a really cool story that she tells in here, but basically this was her husband's wish, and she will share the rest of it with you in the voicemail.
3: Hi, Stacey. Thank you for reaching out and asking me to share the positive impact WDAA has had on my life in 2020. I am a newly returned rider after 30-plus years away and a first-year student of Western Dressage. Why return to riding after so many years? Well, shortly before my husband passed away, he said it would make him so happy if I had a horse again. He knew how important a horse would be in my life, and so with a shattered heart, I began lessons. Honestly, my goal was simply to stay in the saddle. As I progressed, my riding instructor introduced me to Western Dressage. I joined WDAA and learned more about Western Dressage from the website and tutorials. I totally agreed with the mission statement, which values the partnership between horse and rider. This was the riding discipline I had been searching for. As much of the world closed during the pandemic, the virtual shows opened. The unique opportunity of participating in the WDAA worlds was a thrill. I really appreciated WDAA's welcoming spirit opening the worlds to all riders of all skill levels from all over the world. When I learned that all riders included exceptional riders, I decided to sponsor those classes in honor of my husband's memory, acknowledging the many hurdles his diagnosis placed in his life and how he faced those challenges. In this year of seeking a new normal, the discipline of Western dressage has become my therapy as well. So the next up is Jane.
1: Yes. And this one, Jane and the story about her daughter, Kim and the goal. Oh my goodness. When you listen to this, I was just speechless really at the end of her telling the story of Jane and hoping that she would be able to live and achieve weighing 15 pounds when first born and all the struggles she had. And she also showed at this year's world show.
4: I just wanted to share a story with you about a competitor in the WDAA World Show. My daughter, Kimberly Van Rokel, had the lowest score in the amateur division basic level test number one. We're fine with that. I've told her countless times that she's way ahead of the people that never show up. I love the phrase, it's about the journey. That couldn't be more true of my Kim. Kim was born with a life-threatening heart defect, Her first invasive heart procedure was done when she was two days old. It bought her time. The doctors hoped that she would grow big enough to make more extensive surgery a little easier. The goal was to get her to 15 pounds. Months went by. 15 pounds wasn't looking possible. She became a little more blue in color every day as her heart struggled to get oxygen to the blood in her body. By seven months of age, she had stopped growing. So, the day she was eight months old, surgeons packed her in ice and held her in frozen limbo without the interior of her heart. The heart repair was good, but the frozen limbo didn't agree with her. She sustained damage to the basal ganglia of her brain and had a stroke. The outlook wasn't good. Her team of doctors had never seen this outcome and had no idea what her future would look like. They mentioned the possibility of an institution. Basic reflexes were gone. Her eyes wouldn't track together. She was so agitated that she would scream if we touched her. When she was stable, we brought Kim home and launched into years of therapy appointments. Speech therapy, occupational therapy, vision therapy. All of this helped some, but the challenges were still significant. I was fortunate to own and love a little Morgan mare, Peaches and May. My faith in God and my peaches kept me sane through this process. When Kim was three years old, I started putting her on peaches and our lives were forever changed. Kim clinically had no sense of balance, but I wanted her to ride and she wanted to ride, so she did. A lot. On a very limited budget, we started to show a little bit. First lead line, then walk trot. The girl that struggled with hand-eye coordination could brush a horse and hold her reins steady. The girl with no sense of balance could ride bareback. Along the way, we did a few dressage shows, our little 14-2 mare against the big warm bloods. The girl who struggled so hard to learn to read could remember dressage patterns. We entered a few larger shows. The girl who was left behind in school was genuinely competitive in the show ring. I really can't begin to quantify how much riding helped Kim, but the story doesn't end there. The benefit would reach to many others as well. Because of what we had experienced with Kim, I started researching therapeutic riding. Kim and I started volunteering with a therapeutic program, Walk-On Therapeutic. I became a past certified therapeutic riding instructor. A year later, Kim completed her certification as a therapeutic riding instructor. In 2014, Peaches in May was the Morgan Therapy Horse of the Year. We have since had the privilege to come alongside so many others struggling with physical, cognitive, and emotional challenges. In the meantime, Kim grew up. She graduated from high school, went to a year of college, got married, and holds a full-time job. The girl who was potentially headed to an institution was Cashier of the Year at the Home Depot where she works. In 2015, Peaches, at the age of 31, succumbed to colic. We were heartbroken and devastated, but I think it may have been hardest for Kim. The horse that had changed her life was gone. We owned other horses, and she loved each of them, but none of them understood her like Peaches. I found a beautiful mare that was actually related to Peaches and was able to buy her. Kim rode and showed Maddie for a few years and is a better rider for it. This past year, a friend offered me her retired show horse. Aspen came to us in the spring of 2020. More than 200 pounds overweight and recovering from an abscess. He hadn't been ridden in three years. Kim was still showing Maddie, but struggling to progress. So in July, she switched her focus to Aspen. Aspen had been a Western pleasure horse his whole life. The transition to dressage has been a learning experience for him mentally and physically. I attached a photo of Kim and I riding at the Regional Champion Dressage Show at Sorensen Park in East Troy this past August. It was the only live dressage show Aspen had ever been in. From there, we did a couple more virtual shows and then entered the world show. Why not? Their score wasn't impressive, but hopefully the story is. And thank you and your staff for all you did to make a virtual world show a possibility this year. It's taken us a step further on our journey.
0: Well, I see next up we have a trainer in Wisconsin.
4: Yes, this one was fun because
1: Jennifer Bull had two students that competed at the Western Dressage World Show. And when it went virtual, they they'd actually been planning on making the trip out to Oklahoma to begin with. And then she made the pivot. They called it the pandemic pivot. And and everything went online. And this was her story.
5: I had two riders participate in the exceptional rider program for the world show this year, and they were both planning on going to the live show. But when it turned into the online show, it was actually a great benefit to them. Um, My first rider was Joanne Wiganki. She's 76 years old and her horse is 26 years old. (laughs) Wow. Um, And Joanne wasn't sure she'd be riding again at all. Um, She's got several health issues and the online world show was a a perfect fit for her situation and it freed her up to work very hard on her horsemanship instead of the logistics of getting to Oklahoma, um, which was kind of a blessing in disguise. It worked out really well for her. Mm -hmm. My other exceptional rider was Jamie Rushton, who I uh, had contacted Diney about because, um, Jamie is 31 years old He's been riding with me for about three years and he was born with cerebral palsy. Um, His mother has given him every opportunity you can afford a young man. And he is extremely competitive, extremely dedicated and he's worked very hard on his horsemanship and was bound and determined to compete in this world show, which again, he did very well. Um, He competed in a lead line test and he his other goal for the year was to compete independently on his own, which he also did wow um, so he he competed twice at this year's world show. The super cool part with him was he was recognized by his state senator. He got a citation from the state Senate of Wisconsin for his participation in the twenty twenty online world show and for being reserve champion in his class. So it was pretty cool that he was recognized outside of the horse community Mm
1: -hmm.
5: um, by somebody at the Senate. And those two riders were able to go one and two champion and reserve champion in their therapeutic class because they were freed up to work on their horsemanship um, showing at home. It was it was kind of a cool treat for those two.
1: Well, that is such a awesome story. And thank you for all the work that you put in teaching them to make it happen. That is a really awesome story. Thank you.
0: Well, you heard her with her funny line earlier. 76-year-old Joanne is up next.
1: Well, basically, Diney had shared with me a email that you had sent. And I was just wondering if you would be willing to share how
2: WDAA helped you this year? It was an amazing adventure because uh, I've always really loved horses. My daughter was into it. I went to all the lessons. I ran horse shows. But at age 70, my health deteriorated to the, pa- to the point that uh, that was lost to me, which meant a big part of myself was lost. Mm. And my daughter got into the Western Desai with Jennifer Buehl, with long shot farms, and when they found out about the exceptional rider program, uh, they came to me and they said, "You've got a chance now. You can ride again." And I just burst in tears hmm. because it was such an important part of me. And uh, my POA is twenty six, and I, I imprinted it. Hmm. So, and because I've got a you know a, a CITES and just Just the fear of getting on was something that I had to overcome. But when you love your daughter and your daughter is saying, I want to make memories with you, Mm -hmm. what can you do? Mm -hmm. You get on and you ride and you learn. And it was just, I can't tell you how appreciative I am. I wish COVID would not have happened because I was so supportive of the program, and I was doing my best to outreach to others. Mm -hmm. To give people a goal, to get off the chair, to go do something with their life, doesn't matter if you're 86, 76, or 45. Mm -hmm. If you love something, you need to find a way to continue to enjoy it because it enriches your life and those around you.
1: Well said. So I'm guessing you hadn't been planning on showing at the World Show, but you did.
2: (laughs) Well, I got kind of a bossy uh, daughter (laughs) and kind of a bossy trainer. In fact, uh, for Christmas, I got Jennifer some wine because I figured she deserved it after working with me. (laughs) I mean, I'm hard of hearing also. (laughs) So every once in a while, my hearing aids would give out and she'd say, didn't you hear me? No, I didn't. But... (laughs) I think I, I love the technical part of Western dressage. Mm-hmm. I I just think because I'm I mean, just learning to get back to trotting with my balance. uh, You know, and I work with, you know, I, I ride with another exceptional rider who I just really admire. He's in his 20s. His name is Jamie. He works twice as hard as I do to get half as far. Mm-hmm. And you think I can let him down by not pushing as what I can do?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, and I want to share that with other other families and other people that need to do something like this, no matter what it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: but it's open just the friendships alone have been extraordinary,
1: yes, yes, well, thank you for sharing your story here. It'll go out on the podcast, and lots of people will hear it. and I absolutely. Find you personally inspiring that at 70 you stopped writing and then at 76 you took it up again. That is inspiring to me. So thank you.
2: Well, mainly because of the support of the Wisconsin affiliate. Mm-hmm. If they hadn't jumped on what you guys did, it wouldn't have happened for me. So thank you.
0: This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com.
6: Have you heard of Saccharomyces boulardii? It's a yeast, a type of probiotic. Often referred to as S. boulardii, it benefits your horse's digestive tract in several different ways. One unique property of S. is that it supports the stimulation of something called brush broader membrane enzymes that are found in the intestinal lining. These enzymes help your horse digest starches and sugars in the small intestine. When the sugars and starches are more completely digested, fewer of them escape into the hindgut where they can ferment and cause imbalances that lead to colic, diarrhea, and laminitis. Saccharomyces boulardii is found in Nalox Advanced, made by Kentucky Performance Products. Nalox Advanced contains a blend of yeast, fermentation solubles, and stomach buffers. These ingredients work together to maintain your horse's digestive tract and peak condition. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of all ages and stages and is fed on a daily basis.
0: Well, we are entering a new year shortly, thank God. If you're looking to start the year off right, then consider a new Bait Saddle. Bait Saddles are the saddle brand that truly puts your horse first. Enjoy comfort, optimum balance, and seamless contact with your horse, leaving you free to concentrate on your aids. Consider the new Bate's Artiste Dressage Saddle. It features a movable, flexicontour block, adjustable ergonomic stirrup bar, and luxe leather. The new Bate's Artiste Dressage Saddle has a position so natural and a connection so sensitive that the saddle all but disappears and your performance is amplified. Let's hear what Ali Saxon, the United States inventor, has to say about it.
7: I really liked the streamline look that it gave. Um, I love the Avanta and I love the close contact of the Avanta and I saw very similar features in this saddle as the Avanta had, so I was really excited to see how it felt once I sat in it. Sitting in it, I like the close contact feel that it gave it right away. Um, With the Webbers, it also gave the ability to kind of really wrap your leg around without having any interference. Um, Right away, the balance felt super, uh, very comfortable. The panels were nice and soft on my thigh. Everything about the saddle was clearly well thought through and as a rider, it's nice to sit down in a saddle that feels designed not just for you, but also for the horse's comfort.
0: Learn all about Bait Saddles at baitsaddles.com. That's baitsaddles.com. Well, coming up in the second half, we have something a little different, right?
1: Mm-hmm. This is where I asked people to call in and ask how the WDAA had impacted them. So maybe it has to do with the world show. Maybe it has to do just with being a member and participating in you know the, the whether it's online shows or whether it's the social corral or the Western dressage Facebook groups, but basically being involved with the Western dressage throughout this year, how it helped people.
0: And we're going to play these all right in a row, back to mm-hmm. back.
1: It, it's probably important to note that the very first one is actually left from a horse, and then the rest are actually from humans. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
8: Hey, Stacy, this is Luna down in Florida. You may know me as my show name, Once in a Blue Moon. Well, Western Dressage Worlds was really fun this year, but it was a lot of work. My mom is extra, and she started making me work out like five days a week, which is a lot. I really like being a pasture puff. Anyways, so she started feeding me a little more. That was cool. I still got to keep my great figure. And we did the musical freestyle, which was fun. I really like dancing to the music in the sandbox. But can she play any other songs over and over? It's the same one. Oh, my goodness, this lady. Anyways, if we could get some Beyonce up in here, that would be cool. And, you know, the other really good thing was that the camera always got my best angle. and. My mom now has my best ride to date on film, so she can go back and reference and see how perfect I was. We all know I rocked it. Anyways, hope y'all have a great day. Thanks.
9: Hi, Stacy. My name is Joanne Sarney and I am from Staten Island, New York. The WDAA made a positive impact on me this year by having the world show go virtual. It was like a dream come true because I didn't think I would be able to haul the way out to Guthrie, Oklahoma. And I jumped at the opportunity to compete. And with that, I made a lot of friends on the social corral who were so supportive. With this virtual show, I think we've become more of a family. And we shared a lot of things, a lot of fears, a lot of thoughts, a lot of advice. And it actually was a whole lot of fun. It actually was a highlight of the year for me, which has been pretty dismal due to COVID. Um, I didn't place, but my horse did place in the top 50 of his classes, which were over 100 uh, entries. I definitely would do this again and hopefully maybe do it in person next year in Oklahoma. I look forward to meeting my new WDAA family in person.
3: Hello. I just
2: wanted to say that um, I was so grateful for WADA to have an online world show and all the um, online shows. I live in Hawaii and it's given me an opportunity to participate. I hope you do it again next year so I can participate again. Thank you so much. And everyone was so wonderful that helped with the world show. It was impressive. Thank you.
10: Hi, Stacy. This is Kristen from Michigan. And I wanted to uh, comment on your question about how the WDAA had a positive impact on me this year. When I attended the 2020 Judges Seminar last February, just before the world shut down. It allowed me to meet and engage and learn from some of the core people that run the Western Dressage Association of America. From that weekend, I gained so much experience, so much knowledge. I also obtained a trainer that I never would have asked otherwise to help me. And I also got a very cool volunteer opportunity with the WDAA that has lasted. Uh, It's still going on. So when the WDAA announced that the World Show was going to go virtual, I got right to work prepping. And my results from that show were really outstanding for a rookie like me, third year showing. So I was really, really pleased. But you know what? The best part and the thing that made the biggest impact on me this year Was the sharing of the triumphs and the trials that everybody put either on your Facebook page for Western Dressage or on the WDAA social corral? It was so fun to watch everybody laugh at themselves, do the bloopers, talk about the camera, and there were so many people. It was just a humbling experience, and I have to say that the WDAA did an absolute outstanding job managing that whole entire process. And so I am proud to be a member and I'm proud to be a volunteer and I'm proud to be a participant in the 2020 WDAA World Show and as an organization. So thanks for asking the question and happy holidays.
0: to this shape is the cutback at the elbows. This gives more room for elbow movement as well and prevents galls in the elbow area. You can find the shoulder relief cinch at totalsaddlefit.com. That's totalsaddlefit.com.
7: Wow, Stacy, Jen Saghetti here how do you even begin to describe what Western dressage has done for me and means to me? Um, So (laughs) this being my second year, 2020, uh, 2019, I was fortunate enough to go to Oklahoma city and compete with my wonderful um, Polish Arabian gelding. And we did go top 10 in the intro division for amateurs. I met some of the most wonderful people and have continued to, yourself included, (laughs) of course, and have continued to grow and nurture these relationships even through the pandemic and through all of 2020. And to be honest with you, Western Dressage has really kept me going and focused through all of this. Um, It is an amazing, amazing group of individuals. And interestingly enough, it seems we're all cut from the same cloth and we all have an amazing story to tell. About ourselves and our horses, and the people that we have come to know and to love and cherish in this organization. Hi, Stacy. It's Rebecca from Ohio. Uh, My horse, Kevin, and I have dabbled in Western dressage for a couple of years and then got kind of serious about it in December when we got to come ride with you. I think the two things that WDAA has given us this year are number one, an increased awareness of Kevin's body and how he's moving and how I can help him move more fluidly. And then the second is a really strong sense of community uh, where a group of horsewomen and men share an appreciation for the journey that they're on with their horses. Uh, we're all on our own path and we're all on our own journey, but we all have really similar goals to create that, that harmony and then enjoyment with our horses. Those are the two gifts that uh,
11: WDAA gave us this year. Hi, Stacy, Cindy Butler, WDAA president here. I love the podcast. Thank you for all that you do to support and promote Western dressage and the people who love it. As a volunteer for WDAA, I serve on several committees and correspond with at least a few WDAA members every day. It's a lot of fun and a lot of work. What I love about WDAA is we provide a training system anyone can use for any horse. I believe what Tom Roberts said, if you're fond of a horse and wish to do him a real favor, train him well, teach him good manners, good habits, both in the stable and under saddle. You need never worry about the future of such a horse if for any reason you have to part with him. You assure him of friends wherever he goes. Perhaps the greatest kindness you can do any horse is to educate him well. I believe that Western dressage can be used by everyday riders who may not have trainers or other teachers to help them educate their horses. And educating horses saves horses by increasing their value and allow, it allows them to be coveted. I also love what Western Dressage does for people. WDAA gets email and letters every day from members with the most touching stories ever about how Western Dressage has impacted their lives. I'm grateful that we get to share some of those stories on the podcasts now. They make everything I do, everything the other volunteers and WDAA staff does all worth it. And all of us are so honored to serve the best members any organization can possibly have. The WDAA staff and volunteers are so amazing. I love how innovative and adventurous they all are. When one of us comes up with a crazy idea, the team doesn't grumble. They figure out how to make it happen. It's absolutely magical. One example is when we asked our world show secretary, Susan Peacock, if we could pull off a virtual world show. She created a system and we did it with about three months between conception and implementation. Our judges were open-minded and learned new technology. Our contractor, Gail Matthews put video tutorials out for judges and exhibitors in lighting speed. Our executive director, Dinny Swanson and show manager, Cindy Reed went to work and never stopped. Heck, Diny and Vivian Van Buren are still mailing packages to exhibitors now. And I can't believe how fabulous the exhibitors were throughout the world show. They learned about technology. They helped each other. They rode through a pandemic and supported the show in numbers we couldn't have imagined. Further, when other equine organizations were losing members, WDAA saw a 30% increase in membership. And in 2019, when we had to increase the membership fee, not one member griped. We got letters saying that members felt they got more for their money that they spent on WDAA membership than from any other organization that they belonged to. I'm really proud of that. It's really important to me to be a good steward of members' money. There's one thing that I'd like to say to WDAA members. That's this. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for believing in WDAA's vision, in our mission, in our staff, and our board, and volunteers. It's truly our pleasure to serve you all. What we want most is to make you proud to be part of the WDAA family. Merry Christmas to all.
12: Tired of having your boot sucked off mid-stride by sticky mud? Mud control grids are the solution. Frustrated by mushy, slippery messes at the paddock gates? Mud control grids are the solution. Is keeping the ground underfoot stable in your sacrifice areas and dry lots causing you to lose sleep? Once again, mud control grids are the solution. You're seeing a trend here, aren't you? Well, Han Plastics mud control grids really has come up with the best solution. Unlike other plastic grids on the market, mud control grids can be installed directly on top of the mud. Let me say that again, right on top of the mud. You don't need to do any ground preparation. The mud control grids are an instant solution to your high traffic muddy areas. No more having to fill in with sand, gravel, shavings, or even old carpet. What's more, mud control grids will allow grass to grow underneath of them so they can be taken back up once the area is dry or recovered. Or you can leave them right where they are and take over again when the rainy season comes back around. Han Plastics mud control grids are designed to be installed as a temporary or permanent solution. You can take them with you with you move. Put down a lot, put down a few. Add more each year. The ultimate mud control solution. Check out Han Plastics mud control grids at mudgrid.ca Oh, an added bonus your tractor or gator won't sync up to its axles with Han Plastics mud control grids in place so there's that www.mudgrid.ca <music>
0: Well that was fun. I you know it's always fun to hear from from people who are who have fun stories to tell about and, and 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 this covid thing did allow so many people to do things that they wouldn't have normally done.
1: Yeah, you know it was interesting to me thinking back about I mean I'm actually grateful that I tried online showing and taking an online lesson for the first time because now, you know, it's snowing out right now and the roads were slippery. And now I have no excuse to not practice for a show (laughs) and no excuse to not take a lesson because I can do them from home, which is just mind boggling and never would have been discovered.
0: I think a lot of that's happened this year. I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. learned how to do different. And and what do they say? 50% of people still working from home that were working at offices. So Mm -hmm. for those people, you know, they're, they're happy, (laughs) I guess for most of them, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, have the opportunity to do and their boss would have never agreed to that before. Right, Uh, But yet, people are finding out what you and I have found out for years, uh, you know, 20, 30 years in my case, is that you tend to work longer hours at home than you do at work. Mm -hmm. Because it's just true. I mean, it's just... I don't know. If, I always blame it on my workaholic nature, but I think I've I've talked to people who are used to work at the office and now work at home. And they say, well, you know, I'm still working as much or if not more than I did before because it's always right here. That's the negative mm-hmm. of working home is work's always there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's definitely a, an, an art to figuring out the balance. And then I think that, you know, I know for what I do, like I have trouble, like I go out to ride my horses and I'm like, is this work or is this pleasure? It's both like I've got such a heavy overlap in what I do that that some of it's clearly work like when I have to get stuff to the accountant but then other parts of it don't feel as much like work you know because it feels like there's a blend so I think well, the, the the switching gears and the back and forth there's so many
0: layers you're, you're absolutely right like when I have to read a book like we're talking to an author and I'm sitting mm-hmm. reading the book I don't feel like I'm working
1: Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> but it is exactly. work. I have to do it, right? Yep. But it doesn't yep. feel like work, and I'm going, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, those kind of things, you're right. And I'm usually sitting out on my back porch where it's nice here in Florida. I can sit out and read, and it's like, am I working, or should I be doing this? Right. So I get it. I get exactly what you're saying. So do you guys, are, are you traveling for the holidays, or are you hanging around?
1: Nope. We're going to stick around here. And, um, I'm an empty nester now. So the, the three boys will come home and you know, I'll do the crazy baking thing because now I know why my family always did that. It's like, I'm so excited that the kids are coming home that I bake everybody's favorites, which ends up a lot of food.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I hope you guys have a fantastic holiday. It'll be nice that it's actually quieter for a lot of people this year. And and a lot of people have an excuse not to get together with the relatives that they hated getting together with every year. (laughs) So there's that. I mean, That's funny. There's a silver lining right there. Uh, Yeah, we're home too. And then we're actually going camping for the week. We always take the week off between Christmas and New Year's. And we're going camping that week to get away from the farm and just uh, do some hiking and things like that. Where will you do that? We're going to go to Northern uh, Florida. There's uh, some hills up there. So we're actually going up to Northern Florida and going to be uh, hanging out up there. And, and there, there's some hiking in the state park up there. So we're nice. going to do that and have some fun.
1: Very good. Well, I guess it's going to be next year when I talk to you again. So Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.
0: You too. And to all the listeners out there, have a safe holiday.